afternoon, whatever time it is when you're listening to this. This is Tom of Mad Park Designs. I'm coming to you recorded live here at the luxurious vault at the Playroom, Charlotte's premier rehearsal facility, celebrating 25 years of creative service to the Queen City. So check out theplayroomonline.com. Talk to them about renting a space or maybe just renting some studio time. And uh, you won't be sorry. It is quite the facility. My guest today... And I'm flying solo because the uh, the beloved Brian Satine is out of town at Universal Studios or something, being a child. <laughs> but anyway, this uh, the guest for today's podcast is Jessica, or Jess, I call you, daily. Yeah. Which do you prefer? Jess. Okay, cool. Jess is, uh, she is the mad genius behind Rookie, Rookie Music. Check it out. Um, you can find her on... Instagram, Facebook, and um, yeah, those are my two main things. I also have a SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on Twitter. I don't tweet that much, but yeah. Yeah, I've been twatted a couple of times, but <laughs> I'm not sure what that means. But um, Jess is the former and sometimes current lead vocalist of the Dirty Lowdown, yeah. one of our favorite local groups, and they yeah. played on a couple of the Mad Park Music uh, showcases. One recently had the, and I'm using air quotes, new lead singer. But um, you've had to fill in already, and I don't yeah. want to get, because I know the backstory to this, and I don't want to get too personal, and I don't want to say anything that might embarrass someone, but right. you've had to fill in. Thank God you guys ended amicably, or separated amicably. Yeah, those are some of my best friends in the city. Um, they had asked me, like, right before one of their shows, it was like 11 or something, and they're like, hey, would you be able to fill in tomorrow? Uh, and Reese won't be able to do the show, and um, I was like, yeah, cool, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you don't mind. I mean, you wrote the stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, or at least the vocal. Did you write the music also? Um, I helped with um, some of the songs. A lot of the songs were already started before I got there. They had, like, names to them and just yeah. no lyrics. So I tried to write uh, most of the time, like, around the name that was already there. Yeah. And, um just kind of help them arrange some things. Like there were some songs that I felt didn't have like an established chorus. So like for Disregard, that's my favorite song that I worked on with them. Um, And just little things with the music and the lyrics were my main contribution. Well, damn good work. Thank you. We like it. Thanks. We would uh, not that we're above anybody or can make those calls or pick and choose, you know, uh, and be very choosy about things. But we try to get bands and artists and groups that we like. Nice. And so we have fun because we're not making a ton of money on it. So we at least yeah. want to have a good time out there. That's awesome. We want to get. It. We want to sell apparel. We want to sell T-shirts. That's what Mad Park does. For those of you that don't know, Mad Park is graphic design, screen printing, and life advice. Yeah. <laughs> um. I found out recently that you were in the U.S. Navy. I was in the U.S. Navy. And when? How long ago? For what duration? What was your MOS? Um, Okay, so I joined in 2012, um, and then I got out in 2016. I only did my four—I was an operations specialist, so you're basically in a dark room, and you have a radar, and you can see the ships around you, and you're, like, calculating, like, how how close you're going to get to them based on, Mm. like, how fast and what direction you're both going, and it's, like, basically, basically when I joined, I I told him that I like computers, and yeah. he was like, BNOS, and it was like, there's math involved in angles yeah. and protractors, and it's not what I thought it was going to be at all. Um, but I did get to see some like really cool places. So Where, what, what um, theaters, I suppose, did you serve in? 
Oh, like as far as like what fleets, what areas? Yeah, yeah, what areas? Like my dad was in late 50s, early 60s in the Navy, and he did the Mediterranean tour. So right. Egypt, Lebanon. I freaking wish Greece. I could do the Mediterranean tour. There are some ships that go on deployment, and they just every like week or so they hit the Mediterranean port, and you get so jealous of them. But yeah. my ship. We went to the Arabian Gulf, so mm-hmm. it was a lot of Suez transits, a lot of um, Strait of Ormuz transits. I don't know if anybody's going to be like familiar with, with those parts of the world, but yeah, it's just... It's a lot of like floating around, and then um, every every like month you hit a port, and there's a lot better ports when you go to the Mediterranean. Like you get to see like Spain and um, Italy and stuff like that, and then when you're in the Arabian Gulf, you basically go to Bahrain a bunch of times, yeah. and you get to see Dubai a little bit, but. Well, this is you know decades ago, but my dad said that uh, you know um, I think it was Tunisia, yeah, maybe Algeria. I don't think they did Morocco, Egypt. We went to Egypt one time, but we couldn't leave the ship. Gotcha. Um, yeah, we did some like practice things with the Egyptian Navy, and we had some people come on board, and yeah, then we were just there, and then we left. Yeah, my dad said that Beirut in the early '60s was like Paris. Really? And he always said it was such a shame that you know how they've had some bad luck. Let's just put it very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, you know, something you said about not being able to get off the ship was: did they factor in that they had so many females on the ship? Um, Is that part of their the reason they didn't want you to get out, or just the current political climate, or what's going on? Um, it was like the uh, terrorism threat, I yeah. think. Um, so we, they they picked like a group of people to do an event there. So I think we we had like a team of people play like a friendly soccer game with their navy, and it was like a kind of like um, a, a feel good sort I think of thing. They call it football. Yeah, football. Sounds pro- very unrefined. <laughs> yeah, sorry about yeah, that. Football. That's all right. Um, but yeah, they they did that, and they didn't want anybody going out there because. Because they didn't think it was like extra safe. Yeah, and to me, I never know. Is it good to in places that maybe? Well, it's not maybe. Women are not held in the same regard. They don't have the same rights. Period. It yeah. doesn't matter the reasons. Is you know, if you want to kind of jab at them a little bit, heck yeah, you send five female officers out there and somebody like you that has a somewhat of an athletic background. Yeah. And is um, definitely not letting anybody tell her what to do, or or do you you know do you just play it cool and go very diplomatic about it? Um, you, you definitely go diplomatic about yeah. it. You don't want to be like, hey, we have more. Like I don't even know like how I would do. <laughs> like I have yeah. more rights than you. Like no, that would be well, weird. Well, I don't so. know that our current. And I'm using air quotes again. Leadership in Washington <laughs> understands diplomacy, uh, or, or not, maybe no. the Teddy Roosevelt doctrine of speak softly, carry a big stick, and things like that. You know, everybody knows we can stomp them into oblivion, but why would we want to? Why can't we just be nice or, you know, maybe maybe lead them in a softer way? But that's a whole different yeah. story. Yeah. There's been times where, like, we went to Oman and it, have walked past families and they've had, um, you know, their traditional garments and you walk past them and then they just give you, like, the stink eye kind of. And yeah. it's like. In uniform or in civilian dress? Civilian. We, yeah. I mean, we when we go out on Liberty overseas, like, you don't wear your uniforms, you just wear your civilians. You don't want to, like, put, like, a target on your back per right. se or, or extra but attention. do you walk around in short sleeves because i mean you have artwork to, like, yeah oh all yeah the way down to the the wrist from what i've seen there's um i mean it's different everywhere you go there's some countries where there will be different rules than others and we would have like briefings um i would do like voiceovers for some of those briefings but they'll they'll tell you like some cool places to go they'll tell you a little bit about like the culture like they get offended if you do this kind of deal here yeah. so they do their best to kind of educate people and and let you Kind of know what yeah. you're, where you're going before you get there. Somebody clearly has read the book, Kiss, Bow, or Shake Hands, and they have things like that that yeah. 
teach you how to not offend people and how to be very respectful depending on where they're from. It's it's a business book, but I'm sure the the um, U.S. military and the diplomats have read many many times over what to do and what not to do. Yeah. That something you just said uh, brings up two questions. I said something about artwork. You told me before that uh, for those of you go, go and check out Jess's pictures and you'll <laughs> see a big giant tattoo on her left forearm. Is it a panther? Is yeah. It, okay. A, a local that's based upon, or did he draw it for you? Um, yes. Yeah, so there's a. That's a local guy. Is what I'm getting yeah, at. Matt Hooker. Yeah, yeah. He did artwork outside the local, yeah. and it's like a panther, and there's um, just like explosions of colors. There's a lot of stuff going on in there. I these people what the local is. It's a venue. It's like a bar. Yeah. It's, yeah. I've never been there actually. I've just walked past it. Yeah. So I, I probably should go in there at some and point. Where is it? Yeah. Um. It's in Uptown Charlotte. Yep. I saw that the Panther looks super dope. So I took it to um, Scott Cole at the time he worked at Uptown Arts, and I think he's in a, a local band as well. Um, I cannot think of it right now. They call it stoner metal or stoner rock or something like that. Uh, we call it stoner and doom metal. Thank you. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm it sorry. all flows from the tree of sleep and then down through high on fire and maybe St. Vitus perhaps, but that, that's a whole different story. Yeah, I think Slow Ride is the name of his band, and I need to check them oh, out, Oh, no, I've too. heard of them. Yeah. Okay, absolutely, yeah. yeah. But, he, yeah, he did um, some art, and he kind of touched up on some other stuff. But, yeah, the, the Panther is from the local. It looks good. We always notice that because you look so badass when you're uh, up there belting thanks. out the tunes. But I thought people might find that interesting that you didn't just do like me and be like, hey, I want a picture of uh, you know, Yosemite Sam uh, punching somebody in the face. I don't have that, by the way. <laughs> but, anyway, it's, it's nice to have a local tie on all that. The other thing I was going to ask you is. You said you'd go out in civilian dress when you'd walk around other countries. Did they want you to cover all your tattoos? Did you go out just long um, sleeves, or is there anything? They in, in some spots, I remember them wanting us to wear, like, longer sleeves. But, yeah, for the most part, it was kind of like the focus was not on having anything offensive. Like, right. It, yeah, they didn't want big brands in some places. Like it, a big giant Adidas logo across the front? or Yeah, or, you, I mean, usually those things are, are fine, Um it's been a minute. To be honest with you, there's a lot of things that I don't remember by the time. I'm like, as soon as I knew that I, I could forget it, I'm like, okay, I don't want to like think about this stuff anymore. Like, yeah. yeah. In Charlotte, I hear people in the same breath many, many times, and I heard my partner Brian <laughs> say this. The Charlotte music scene's good, and then 10 seconds later he says, oh, well, there's the, the Charlotte music scene sucks, and they, they don't have venues for people. But, I mean, I, I see people playing. Mm-hmm. I see original music being played. And sang or sung, has been sung, past participle. Anyway, you get the meaning. But like the gig recently at Hattie's, I mean, that was a great gig. And this place was packed. And yeah. It was all original music and everybody loved it. And it was four bands mm-hmm. of two pretty distinct genres. But I, I feel like the scene's good, but maybe yeah. my finger's not on the pulse as much as yours. I'm not an artist. I have no talent. I'm yeah. just a, a, a fan. How do you feel? Is it good? Is it bad? Is it both? Um, I feel like I don't have a lot of experience as a a live artist. I mean, this is the only city that I've I've really done anything, so it, it's hard for me to have that um, perspective, I guess, to say whether this is good or this is bad. I feel pretty good. I mean, I've just played live with the band, so Quinn and Quentin kind of 
they did more of the like scheduling and Quinn and is with Dirty Low Down. He plays guitar or bass? Bass. bass. And then okay. Quinn plays guitar. Okay. Um so they were the ones who kind of set the shows up and everything. But yeah, I mean, I think if you want to put on a specific show, some of the venues may have like limitations. So it just depends on like what you're trying to do, I guess. And limitations such as like lighting or sound or maybe yeah, kind of like lighting and sound okay. and just like overall size. So if maybe if you're used to putting on shows in a, a certain spot and these venues here don't you know do that for you i could yeah. see where maybe some people would be like oh like i hate the music scene here well i had these a few weeks ago we had the luxury and the absolute pleasure of having someone come and set up a i mean i don't think it was a huge light rig but it was a nice light rig and mm. the sound and we had a sound person and it it just seemed so professional and i don't yeah. know how to do any of that other than carry stuff in from the trucks but um the the people that helped with the light and the sound, uh, most notably Paige, that did the sound for us. She was just mm-hmm. really good and just a quick lightning quick sound check before each group, and they, everybody sounded great. Yeah, I mean now all of them were you know professionals. These are people that have been paid to do gigs, so they know what they're doing also. But right, you know, I I, I thought it was great. I like mm-hmm. the venue. We're doing another one there, March thirtieth. Mad Park Music Volume Three, hey. all hip hop. Yeah, you should be there. You okay. will be there. Yeah. But anyway, um, we put on a good show. We host a good show. I don't do anything yeah. except stand at the door and talk trash, but that's my, my talent. Yeah, I, I think there's may not be as many venues that um, put on a lot of like local acts or something. Or original music anyway. Or, yeah, or original. People like, old people like cover bands. Right. But I, I think if you have a product that you know, you're proud of and you reach out to the right people, and, and I think that there are opportunities there. And I don't know, in my experience, a lot of people kind of— gripe and moan about things, but they don't really put extra effort to set things up for themselves. So yeah. I don't know. They complain, but they don't really try to uh, rectify the problem. Yeah. Just yeah. like, I think you can do a lot just by like being a nice person and just like reaching out. Sure. You know? Communication is key and there's no reason not to communicate. Uh, nowadays, you know, you can text, you can, well, we get the rare phone call, but text, Facebook, Instagram, uh, you know, everything else. You know, put a post-it note on the door. But I think Brian and I, when we've done these things, and Brian has some prior experience through um, another of his uh, business ventures and uh, passions, New Sound. Mm. They've promoted shows and gotten musicians together and do things. And we're certainly not the pros pros, but we try to do it in a professional manner, mm-hmm. I guess for lack of a better term, and say, hey, who wants to do this? Now, of those groups, who can do this? Now, of those groups, who's willing to do it under these terms right and we always try to treat everybody fair and the little bit of money we make hey we'll split that with you yeah we're looking to get new clients we're not looking to make a living off of the gigs yeah yeah um my mindset is not like i want to make crazy money right Right. now some people they want to be an artist as a living and i mean that would would be cool but for me right now i have some really good jobs and my income comes from that. So I'm not yeah. worried about, like, making a, a... You can finance your passion. Right, exactly, yeah. That's, I actually wrote this question down. Oh, really? Is it more important to sell music or just to be able to create? And um, how do you finance it? And you just answered all those questions. Yeah, so, yeah, um, that's that's funny. But, yeah, but, like, for me... It's not funny. It's creepy, actually. <laughs> okay, yeah. That, that I knew that what too. was in your brain. <laughs> yeah, um, good segue. So... I think it's more important to create. I'm not in the mindset to be making a bunch of money either. Like, I'm putting together my first batch of merch with you guys now. Yep. And I know my friends and my family are going to be the first ones to buy stuff. So yeah. I just want to 
make stuff. I think this looks cool. I'll get my money back. Yeah. Like, have a good time um, doing shows. I don't know. I think you you kind of have to recognize where you are as an artist and and not try to jump the gun per se. Like, like I'm I'm just starting out. I'm just getting established. So I, I don't expect to um, get paid like a shit ton of money for shows. You know. Yeah. So. Are you? Um... Are you nervous about performing? At some point, you're going to have to perform live. Yeah. You don't um, get stage fright or anything, I don't think. Uh, that, not, I can't tell if you do. Do you go throw up in a trash can? No, no, no. I drink um, some barefoot pink Moscato a little bit. Oh, um, dear God. Yeah, it's 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 the nectar of the gods. But, <laughs> um, like, I was super scared at first with the Dirty Lowdown. Like, yeah. I was I was really nervous. The first show that we did, though, we just did in the garage that we had been practicing. Yeah. And we had, like, 20 of our friends come out. Just um, raise the door, and they come out. Did you have the door open? Oh, the door was open. We were, like, chilling and, like, cooking and stuff. And um, and then we're just like, hey, we're going to play some music now. And Any then, neighbors complain? Um, Yeah, the cops got called, actually. What time of day or night was it? Um, I think we started at, like, 7 or 8. So it was just like rowdy. It wasn't the time of day. It was just loud as hell. Yeah, it was just it was it was just loud. And and I mean, we had finished by the time the cops got there, so it was like not like a, a huge deal. They're just like, okay, like have a good time. <laughs> yeah. Well, if the cops show up and they're rock fans, and I, I think most everybody's a fan of anybody doing something creative. But yeah, you know, if there's somebody like me that they always had these dreams, but no talent. Like, oh, I'm glad they're doing it, man. These guys are good. Yeah. Um. I guess that leads me to the next question. Can Skrillex not do better with his glasses or his hair or something? What's up um, with that guy, man? I don't. I know like, you're. Kind of, I know that's one of your guys you like. I I do like him. Um, I like. I haven't. One of the tuned many in. artists you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't tuned in too much. People change their look in Hollywood so yeah. much. Like I don't know what he looks like now. To be honest, with I changed you. mine. Yeah, <laughs> you just got your hair cut. You just, I just cut my hair. That's oh, okay. the difference between poor people and people with money for a hair uh, appointment. Okay. Like our uh, other uh, podcast guests that were supposed to be here, they had uh, one of their guys had a hair appointment at noon today, and let me tell you, with all that hair, it could take till about five or six tonight. But we're going to get them on next time. He's going to look fly as hell when he gets done. His hair always does, and quite honestly, it pisses me off because <laughs> it's just showing off. Yeah. You know, it's just like me with shoes. There's nobody with a better uh, arsenal of Adidas and Pumas than me. I try not to show off. What are you wearing? Um, I just have Adidas. There you go. Yeah, I'm going what to the gym. What size you wear? Um, eight and a half women's. That's eh, okay. It's not too big, not no. too small. You said women's, man. And I, I'm going to ask you this because as a woman, you're always going to have a unique perspective that I can't, I can appreciate, but I can't understand mm-hmm. totally. And in the last 24 hours. And I don't think you have to read ESPN or NFL.com, but this thing with Robert Kraft, the owner of the oh Patriots yeah. Out, first of all, I mean, dude, you're 77 years old. It's a little bit, a little bit creepy. Yeah, keep it <laughs> a lot of it. Creepy. I don't want to be too vulgar, even though we can say whatever we want to. But you know, keep it in your pants, man. But with everything that's been done and said over the last couple of years, you would think that this guy would be, and he's a widower. Uh huh. You know, he had a wife that he was with for decades, and hey, so he's single now. Yeah, I mean, she died a few years back, and now he's out getting prostitutes yeah. or whatever. Yeah, did but they say when this stuff was like fair, uh, earlier this year? I guess. Oh, I don't know okay. if it was after the Super Bowl or what, but um, gotcha. and everybody can go Google it. You've seen it. Um, it'll probably be a little old by the time we put this on, but um, a week or two old. But you know, Robert Kraft, owner of the Patriots, got busted soliciting for prostitution, and the poor girl that. The and they've got the acts recorded on video from what I heard on BBC yesterday, and uh, the the girl's a human trafficking victim. 
And so that makes it like 10 times. I yeah. mean, it's bad anyway, but it makes it so much worse. But what do you think when you hear stuff like that? Do you think there's just no hope for us dudes? That we're just disgusting pigs? Um, I, I don't even know how I feel. Um, it's... You can't feel good. I kind of am just in my own little world, and I mm. understand, like, there's always going to be some creepy-ass dudes out there. Sure. And there's, like, a lot of corruption and a lot of people in his position that are doing similar things. Mm. When you say no hope, I like, I picture, like, just letting that affect my life, I guess. it's. I mean, it's definitely not a good thing, but it's I just— It's not encouraging, but you— I think if you think too much about stuff, it'll it'll discourage you to the point where you're dead in the water and you have to say, yeah. I don't approve of this, but I've got to keep moving forward. Yeah. That's the way I see. I, I got to do what I do. And I try. I don't think I'm creepy. I'm, no. I'm freaky <laughs> I don't looking, think... but I'm not creepy per se. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but, you know, he's like average old white dude. And, you know, I don't know that I'll live to be that old, but it, it's it's not it's it's making it tough for me, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, know, you think we're making progress, and then something like that happens. But yeah, I I think that sadly stuff like that. I mean, humans are just not like perfect creatures. We there's just a lot of like screwed up individuals out yeah. there. Um, I don't know. I was gonna say like I, I like I'm pretty scatterbrained of a person anyway, so I just don't like focus on one thing for too long yeah. usually. So um, I don't think it's scatterbrained. I think that's um. That's probably a good thing. Yeah. Don't fixate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any creepy older men stories or anything? Um, Tame, of course. I don't want to bring up any bad memories, but um, you're um, Jess is a younger, attractive female who's talented and very personable and outgoing. And so she probably has to put up with even more than the usual. I That's the reason I'm asking. I think... A lot of girls go through stuff like that. Um, I try to be very not personal to some people intentionally. Like, yeah. as soon as I get that vibe, um, just cold. Yeah. Um, sometimes more than I should be. But it, in doing that, I've avoided certain situations. Sure. And just, yeah, just try to be conscious at all times of, like, who you're talking to and the vibe that they give you. Well, I mean, I I don't make friends quickly. Mm-hmm. The, the real friends I make, I keep for life. Right. But I'm the same way as you. I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm standoffish, but you know, I try to. Let, I'll say, wait a minute, let me just sit back and you know, yeah. reserve judgment for at least two or three meetings. Um, some people just they they want to be best friends too quickly. Yeah, I can see that. In the Navy, and mm-hmm. I'm not segueing into a village people thing here, but in the Navy, you play any ball or anything? I know you used to be a baller. Um, in the and I guess you still are. You ever play any? I play when I can. I haven't played in a minute. It's been cold. Yeah. Um, before the winter started, I went to the Y a little bit, but the Y's prices are like outside of my my price range right like now. Eighty or ninety bucks a month for yeah, one person, from um, what I heard. Yeah, I'm not I'm not trying to do that right now. So yeah, yeah I, I play. Uh, my parents live right next to an elementary school, mm-hmm. and they have like a really tiny court. It's a full court, but it's like miniature. Yeah. So they'll get guys up there, and we'll go on like a Sunday or something, and yeah. play like three on three, four on four, full court. That's super fun. Yeah. You still feel like you got your chops? Um, when still I'm still got muscle memory. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all right. When I'm in shape, I'm like way better. But yeah, it, I'll, I'll play when I can. In the Navy, I did not really play too much basketball because I was on a destroyer. So you hear stories on a carrier about them having. 
pick up games and stuff, but there's there's no room for that on a not destroyer. on a flight deck or anything. Right? Um, not for, not on a destroyer, no. Okay. Yeah, on a, on a, a big larger ship, you don't feel the waves, and you're just kind of sure. like walking. And on a smaller ship, like a cruise ship, yeah, as opposed to a trawler, uh, a period compared to a trawler or something. Right. Yeah. You. I mean, you feel it, and you get seasick, and you people would fall and get hurt. And there's non-skid, and if you fall on non-skid, you're like bleeding, yeah. and yeah, it's not a good time. You got any pets? Um, my parents have a dog, and I don't have any pets at home. Where do your right parents now. live, by the way? Do they live in Concord? Charlotte? Oh, they do. Okay. Yeah. Where are you, you're from New York, aren't you? Yeah, I'm. Did from... they move down? Follow you down? Did you follow them down? Um. So my my aunt moved down um, when I was in high school, and they tried to kind of convince the rest of the family to move down. Um, I graduated high school, and my parents moved to Charlotte around that time, and then I did a couple years of college in New York, and then I came back. Um, and join the Navy. So I was in Charlotte for like maybe like half a year, three quarters of a year before I joined the Navy. And then, yeah, that was Virginia and a bunch of random places. Yeah. Yeah. Um, last weird question, then I want to ask you something else about music. Um, okay. We talked about junk food before. Yeah. I love junk food. I like eating healthy, too, but I like junk food. Yeah. We talked about cheap pizza. Real quick, uh, what's your favorite cheap pizza? Little Caesars. Okay, yeah, yeah. We talked yeah. about that's like a cut above the Hungry Howard. You ever tried Mod Pizza? Um, I've not tried Mod Pizza. It's pretty good, man. I've, people have told me about Mod Pizza. I had it Thursday on the way back from an appointment in Waxhaw, and uh, pretty good. And I've found out that I know the people that own it. and mm-hmm. Real good people from Southern Delhi, really good people. Nice. Um, what do you have out there that people can go listen to right now in particular? What would you like them to go listen to or look um, at? Because I watched several videos. And some were just you playing a guitar. And I didn't know you played guitar. I just didn't know that. Yeah. And and then a couple of them, you just singing. Great voice. Thank you. And you don't get... It sounded great with Dirty Lowdown, but you don't get that same vibe when uh, th- that I did uh, just listening to you singing. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's really a different style of music that I did with the Dirty Lowdown than kind of what I want to make in the future. Um Say that question again. Sorry, oh, I, just, I totally you lost want to my direct train of anybody to any particular. Song oh yeah, okay, or video sorry. Or anything like sorry. that. Sorry. Um, I have um, some links on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. As I make new music, um, I'm going to be kind of linking stuff there through Spotify. I don't have a ton of stuff out right now, just because I kind of focused a lot of time with the band last year. Um, I focused some time on some projects that didn't get finished with people. Last year was like a, a big learning year. Just put a lot, sure. of, a lot of things into perspective about you know who I want to work with and and what I want to work on and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, so this, well, that's okay. Building another body of work. Yeah, yeah. So so this year it was important to me to kind of focus on my own production, and I know if if I don't dedicate my time to that, then I'm not going to get better at that, and I'm going to have to continue to rely on people to actually finish work. So um, I'm getting better at it for sure. Well, you've got jobs plural and you got other stuff going on so you right. do the best you can i think you're doing great with it thank you thank you yeah i have a lot of stuff in the, in the works right now there's actually i i did a song with a guy named tyces and another guy named dream kiddo and that song is going to be released on um nowadays records it's a, a french indie label on Mar- oh, cool yeah march 3rd so that's coming up in like um eight days that'll be out which is pretty cool and that song is actually interesting because it's coming up very quickly yeah they had heard uh, a song that i did 
Faded Called Dry that you guys use the the song for your podcast. Yeah. Um, we played that in the bar last week at the bar I work at. For those of you who don't know, well, we do karaoke uh, every night and in between. I don't know if you call that bumper music or filler music, but we played one of your songs. We also played a song by Prep and Barium, and people came up to us and like, hey, that's cool. What is that? And we told them. They're like, that's local? And we said, yeah, sure is. Oh, wow. That's Because Brian cool. was doing the karaoke that night, filling in for a guy. And uh, everybody said it was quite refreshing to hear, wow. first of all, something different. Secondly, something that was awesome. And lastly, that it was local. Well, thank you for we, doing that. Yeah, it's man, really, really, really support cool. It. You know, we'll, we'll take our cut when the big time hits. <laughs> that um, negative 5% commission. Yeah. Tell me about it. Um, yeah, so we we released that song that you guys played um, through Lowly Palace. It's Trap Nation's indie label. Yeah. So a lot of people heard it, and that that's kind of my goal right now with the music that I write is to to get it to a certain quality, and then reach out to um, indie labels to get it the right audience. But yeah, so when when we did that song, it was really great because a lot of people heard it and a lot of people hit me up to do more work so that's where these guys came in um, and we worked on the song and crazy thing they they sent me an mp3 to kind of write to and record to and um and then his computer crashed and he lost the whole entire project so that song is literally mixed my vocals onto an mp3 and we couldn't make any more changes and it was such a bummer because it's like ah oh, this one had so much potential there's a lot of like little things that i wanted i'm sure to it change. still sounds great it's it's cool but i do understand hardly anything is one take and eddie z uh, here at the vault would would say there aren't many one takers yeah yeah or one and done uh, in the recording i would imagine yeah Give me some uh, one more time as a reminder to everybody. Give me some uh, social media things. Uh, um, Instagram. Instagram is the uh, probably the best place um, at rookie.music and um, Facebook. And yeah, those are the main two. And also SoundCloud. Yeah, and you can find her, Jessica or Jess Daily, D A I L E Y. Spell it right and Google will do the rest for you. But um, I think we're going to wrap it up on that. Sweet. Very enlightening. Cool. I stalked you a little bit so I could have a little bit of uh, content, a little few things to ask you, but um, I don't think I that was too— totally cool. I didn't go totally Robert Kraft on you. go super creepy. No, no. I mean, pictures are on the Internet to be looked at, right? Oh, God. I guess. Yeah. Well, I see, but I have pictures, too. So anyway— There's a limit. There's a limit. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's going to do it. Thanks for tuning in. Mad Park Music Podcast. Thank you for having me. Uh, you're quite welcome. And thanks to Eddie Z here at the vault, uh, located at the Playroom, Charlotte's premier rehearsal facility, celebrating 25 years of creative service to the Queen City. Check them out at theplayroomonline.com and check us out at madparkdesigns.com for your screen printing, graphic design, and apparel needs. Talk to you soon.